Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Global Industry Spotlight here on September 30th, 2021. My name is Daniel Crane, and I am the Program Director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Um, we at the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship are working on providing business resources, networks, and education for the creative entrepreneurs who are working on building their businesses um, and expanding their craft. It's been really uh, a great month of Global Industry Spotlights. We have talked to um, Lena Janhilla from Finland, uh, Daphne Laura from France. We've gone really international this month, and it's been interesting to learn how in different countries how the creative industries look right what are the, what are the support that they're getting from different organizations from the government you know how do businesses outside of their countries come into their countries and then how do businesses in their countries uh, export themselves out um, so we're going to finish uh this month uh with harrison jones from london and partners I had a great conversation with him a couple months ago. Uh, he's a Michigan native, but uh, currently lives uh, in London and works for London and Partners, uh, which is helping kind of develop many kind of different initiatives in London, uh, but focused, you know, he's focused in the creative industries um, and, and helping businesses uh, scale. So let's bring him into the conversation. Hey, Harrison, how's it going? Hey, good, good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome. Uh, you know, thanks for taking the time to to talk with us today. Um, I think you know, just to kind of start off, can you talk a little bit about you know your current role with uh, London and Partners um, and what you're doing, and then we'll kind of jump off from there. Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks so much for for having me on today. Really appreciate it. I'm glad to see that you've been speaking with Daphne, uh, also a, a good friend of our program over here uh, on this side yeah. of the pond. Um, so yeah, so my role at London and Partners is specifically to help our creative industries companies who are based here in London, uh, who are looking to scale, do that more effectively. Uh, so we run a free 12-month accelerator program as part of London and Partners. Uh, we've got, you know, the partner side of London and Partners is everyone from the mayor of London all the way through to service providers and the greater ecosystem, uh, both here and internationally. It's really targeted on providing those business opportunities, but also the mentorship and know-how needed to scale you know, a creative industries business globally. So whether the, your global aspiration is just to cross the channel in, in France and with Daphne or the US, but we also work in India, China, Japan, uh, Singapore, Australia. So you name it and uh, we'll help you scale your business there all free of uh, free of charge. And this, and, and when you say you'll help, meaning businesses based out of London. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, but we've also got a whole different side of our business, which helps companies from all around the world find their home and and their little right. uh, small piece of the ecosystem here in London as well. And and you know, um, focusing in the creative industries, can you talk a little bit about um, you know what what the creative industries means in London, um, and then what are some of the businesses that um, you know, you have seen that have had success or at least kind of are trending um, right now in, in your work? Yeah, uh, no, great question. So for us, you know, London is the city of creative energy. So whether that's, you know, bringing creativity from everything from FinTech all the way through to, to architecture. But for my specific role, uh, some of the trends that we're really keenly focused on is around kind of AR, VR and, and immersive mm. experiences. So obviously that's got applications across all sectors, whether that's, you know, 
doing creative, interesting things in theater, all the way through to manufacturing and helping people on the front lines of the medical crisis really uh, do their jobs better. Um, we're also keenly focused on, you know, we've all been sitting at homes and haven't been popping out to the the high streets recently. So e-commerce and, and direct to consumer is obviously a huge focus for us. Um, so I would say that those are kind of the, the two main areas, but running through all of that is how can we make the creative industries more sustainable? So really focusing in on, you know, how can we, we support those companies that are, are impacting the creative industry? So on the fashion side, is it recycled or, you know, last minute kind of direct delivery? And on the e-commerce side, is it working with last mile providers that only use electric or, you know, bike providers, et cetera, to make sure that we're being green and, and sustainable throughout all those pieces as well? Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's. I'm glad you brought that up because I had this a similar conversation. You know, Daphne talked about that as well, and so did Lena. It's it seems to be, you know, um, a, a focus, especially over the pond. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, of sustainability, whereas here that discussion is not happening in the creative industries, um, and I think it's you know, uh, it's something that is the future, has to be the future, um, and it's, it's super important of how do we. You know, not only develop businesses, but how do we uh, develop businesses that um, are good for the earth? Um, and it, is that initiative come down kind of from the government, or is it kind of like the EU? I mean, I know there's there's separation there now, but is it is it you know is it definitely like an industry standard that we're talking about building businesses? But then the other question is, well, how are you being sustainable? Yeah, I mean, I think really from from this side of the pond, and especially in London, we're feeling the pressure from both sides. So, you know, consumers are, are really demanding and saying, look, I only want to, you know, vote with my wallet with a company that's willing mm -hmm. to have actual sustainability principles. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the, you know, the pressure and, and the lead up to the big uh, UN uh, conference happening next month in the UK, um, COP26 around sustainability. So it's almost the, the sandwiching effect of uh, people <laughs> at the bottom and people at the top are both talking about the same thing. And I think the right. creative industries are uniquely positioned to lead on that um, because in a lot of ways they've been pushing the envelope and thinking about innovative ways to tackle these things for a long time, um, which is which is great. So I think people are kind of looking to the creatives of the world to to figure out the next solution set. Yeah, and you know, in terms of you know what what does sustainability look like, you know, for a uh, you know a VR company or you know, uh, like, for example, um, you know, like what, like, how would they build their business? Is it kind of like who they're, who they're hiring to, you know, build the physical products, Yep. you know, and like, and, and what is that kind of how it works? Or is it also just um, the way that they're doing business? But I don't, you know, I, I, I'm kind of new to the sustainability. Yeah. But I'm really fast. I'm really fascinated by it because I think um, it's important and, I, and interesting at the same time. Yeah, completely agree. I think, you know, a great example of these immersive or augmented reality companies being uh, kind of at the leading edge of sustainability is over the past, you know, two years, basically, we've all experienced being sat at home, kind of interacting with the world a lot more through screens. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them are now even partnering with airlines to say, look, could you provide a, a halfway house where we're avoiding people getting on a plane, but they can still meet in the metaverse uh, with one another. So I think the ingenuity around making screen life not a terrible thing. So how can we improve this interaction and really make it so that you can be more sustainable while also getting that engagement with friends, family, coworkers? Um, 
So I think it's more around the messaging and how they're positioning their companies. Um, but mm -hmm. to your same point on the physical product side, right? Like, I think we're a long way off before everyone has HoloLens and, and all that kind of thing. But it's working with so. those. Yeah, yeah, me too. But <laughs> it's working with those manufacturers to say, look, if that is the thing that we do need this, you know, can we produce it locally? Can we make sure that you're utilizing recycled plastic in that process and not creating another, you know, piece of gadgetry that's going to go out of fashion in you know 18 months and then we're going to have to buy a new one so making right. sure that that's part of the conversation yeah i mean i, I definitely see uh, especially with uh, vr technology how great it is for education um, yep. and teaching you know uh, for especially for people that you know maybe can't travel or we can't travel right now so if you want to you know for teaching kids what i don't know you know the uh what brazil looks like and the amazon looks like and what yeah. does you know these you know to be able to have that kind of immersive experience um is great so transitioning um from from that uh talk a little bit about you know i'm a small business um in london i'm looking to scale you know to to the us or i'm looking to scale to yeah. uh, you know outside what what are some of the um the tools that your organization provides that kind of helps them you know, uh, scale up? Yeah, so there, there's a range of things that we focus on, but I think the kind of two main areas where we really try and hone in on is making sure that people have the right team in place, right? So scaling a business, whether that's down the road or, or over the ocean, takes the right right people uh, and the right kind of vision. So we work on business strategy and, and people strategy and making sure you've got that in line. Um, so, you know, whether that's legal, HR, taxing, accounting, whatever that looks like. Um, but then really, you know, where we kind of take it to the next level is on that connection to potential buyers uh, around the world. Um, so whether that is a partnership with another scale up in a new market, right? So we do a lot of matchmaking across the ocean of similar scale businesses who have complementing services that might be able to sell to kind of larger corporates together um, or partner to go into each other's markets, but then also trying to get our companies in front of some of the big heavy hitters uh, around the world. We all know that that's definitely a struggle and, and kind of a long haul, but um, that's hopefully where we can help partner up similar sized businesses around the world to really find those those synergies. And in terms of, you know, your experience, uh, you know, here in the States and growing up and, and, and understanding kind of how the creative industries work here and then how they work in London. And obviously, I'm sure you know how they work in other countries as well because of your, your exposure. Um, what what are some of the tools you feel like that that, um, you know, it, it, that we could improve on in Chicago or in the U.S. that you've seen has worked well, you know, uh, internationally? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I, as you said, Michigan native, you know, spent a lot of, you know, the past four years before moving to London and Chicago, huge right. fan of the, you know, Midwest talent and, and the tech that's coming out of that. I think that we're still in that phase other than kind of a few rare examples where the funding is not going to creative tech companies mm -hmm. or even creative mm -hmm. industries companies. And I think that that's, you know, just as important as it is to make sure that we're funding underrepresented groups and, and female founded organizations. It's great to have another FinTech, but you know, they're a dime a dozen, right? So for me, I think having that balanced economy and, and really telling VCs, private equity and, and kind of even angel investors, look, there's a real opportunity in, in funding an interesting company 
that is new and, and adaptive in, in the creative industries. Because um, often it's just a traditionally very underfunded space because it's a bit trickier to figure out, you know, they don't, they're not a SaaS platform, right? They don't have ROI right. that hits 500% in the first year. It just doesn't work out that way. Right. So that's where I think, you know, we're working on an, on our side of the pond, but also, you know, hopefully, you know, in the US ecosystems as well to really say, there's real opportunity here. And it might be a bit of a long shot, but there's, you know, real return there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I agree. I think explaining that to somebody of, of why the investment is worthwhile can be a little tricky because creative industries is a fairly new term, I think for yeah. maybe especially in that world. Um, and like you said, you know, the return on investment is, it may not look traditional, like a traditional return. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know, and, and, and on the flip side, I feel like, you know, there, there's definitely investors out there who are excited. It's an exciting space, you know, yeah. um, in terms of what the possibilities are um, and being a part of something, you know, creative, I think, uh, you know, can definitely, uh, you know, make, you know, make people, make people be, be involved. Like, why well, I want to be involved in this. I don't really understand it maybe fully, but yeah. I think, you know, it could, it, it could, you know, possibly grow into something that would be great. Um, and so uh, can you uh, talk about maybe, you know, specific examples of companies that, you know, you guys have worked with or have gone through the accelerator, you know, that have been able to, to grow, um, you know, outside of London or a company that has come into London from the outside and has been able to, you know, uh, get the dot London and, and, and grow, uh, you know, within, within your ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. No, great question. I think, I mean, there's there's plenty of examples that I could I could go through, but I guess one kind of really specific one uh, that we've worked with recently is a company that uh, called ES Global, and they do some really cool stuff. Uh, especially, you know, we've just come off the Olympics, and and one of their big things that they do is around the actual designing of the stages that go within stadiums, right? So whether that's concert venues, whether that's the Olympics, all of those different you know moving pieces and openings ceremonies and things like that all are, you know, take a massive team of designers and engineers and uh, animators to really make happen and even more so, right, immersive tech uh, from that perspective of big projectors and, and displays and things like that. So um, that's a company that, you know, we've worked with. They're based in London. Uh, they're now official partners for the the French Olympics that are coming up, uh, you know, in 2024, I want to say, is the, the next kind of Summer Olympics where they'll be at. So, yeah really great company. Um, but again, we're seeing that shift, right? It's not just, you know, just making, you know, stage displays for a specific event. It's saying, well, actually, there's a ton of tech and computer imagery that needs to go into these these large scale events now. Yeah, um, when I was in uh, Nashville for, um, I think it's just like, it's called NAM, but it's in Nashville, not LA. It's like the I think yeah. there there was a presentation by uh, a British company. I don't remember the name that yeah. talked about. They did exactly that. They do, yeah. you know, these large productions with the lights and 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 you know the screens and the stage set up and, um, you know, I mean, and I think especially here, you know, that's a really booming business. I mean, yeah. especially when everything opened back up. I mean, you couldn't find a stage. Yeah. You know, a tent. Everything <laughs> yeah. was sold out. It was like. Yeah. You know, you, you tried to rent stuff um, and, you know, what people are, are building are these trailers, you know, that you can kind of pull in to a space and they open up and it's like you yeah. have the, you have everything you need. You have the generator, you have the speakers, you know, 
um, you know, and, and and that's exciting for me because you know I, I have a musician background and yeah, um, you know, seeing how that, you know, how those technologies are are growing, and then and then the flip side of that too, which I'm really curious of how it's going to grow is you know the live streaming, um, yeah. you know where, where where you know for for everything, I mean not yeah. just for music but um, you know everybody has the opportunity to you know share their product their craft what what they're doing with a larger audience the question then is you know how do you get to that audience because we are completely oversaturated with content yeah. right yeah um and you know I, I think that's going to be that that's the question i mean you know you you start with your small community the people you know and then how do you you know how do you grow it out um has has there been anything that you've seen um that people have been working on of like how to you know build um, you know build an audience, build a community kind of around some of the you know creative endeavors that are coming through London and partners. Yeah, I mean it's been really interesting to see, and I think again going back to kind of this this metaverse discussion. I mean, one of the companies right. on the program currently um, is the people who did the the first Fortnite concert, right? Which has been this weird right. space to kind of watch how that's come yeah. around. And so in some Diplo? ways, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know I'm not a huge gamer myself, but it's yeah, one of either. those things that like now that I've kind of gotten into it and then Balenciaga, obviously, like the huge fashion right. brand has just announced that they're doing this whole like Fortnite takeover thing. So it's really interesting to see for a lot of you know people around the world, a huge percentage, you know, interact with the larger global community through these platforms. Um, and I think that it'll be really interesting to see how those can be really engaged in a new and and hopefully you know positive light and say look let's build on these communities i'm not a huge fan of always pushing the advertising side i'd much rather have artists and and more interesting right. creatives kind of get the spotlight but you know if the advertisers want to pay for that and the, the content's good then yeah we'll, we'll go from there but from that perspective it'll just be really interesting to see how that develops over the the coming years yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm always curious. You know, I've explored some some different kind of community uh, websites. Like there's one like Discord, um, which I yep. which I signed on to, and I was like, man, I don't know what's happening yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but you know, uh, people have talked to me about it. Um, you know, like because we have seen the power of social media and 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 the networks. You know, they own all the content that is on there, and it's like, how do you? You know, build your own small little network that you're able to not maybe own the content, but control it in a way that can can help you grow. Um, yeah. And who's going to develop that, right? I mean, like, yeah. how many people are on Fortnite? I mean, I'm not, and you're not, but a lot of other people are. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, one of the one of the companies we've worked really closely with in their expansion to London and then also kind of globally yeah. is Patreon, right? Which I think is a great yeah. platform that's really trying to hopefully help answer that question of like. I want to support my local people or my favorite podcaster, or, you know, my favorite creative mm -hmm. and they make it so seamless. And I think from that perspective, I think that there is this kind of pushback on, you know, maybe Facebook or whatever, isn't the right fit for your company, but there's more platforms showing up where you can kind of find your, your niche and your community uh, that really allows you to hopefully engage in a productive way. Right. I mean, and, and that's, I think that's the missing piece for a lot of things that I'm working on building is like, you know, how do you, how do you create your own network where people can interact? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not necessarily on social media. 
yeah. um you know and 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 that that will actually like function uh you know in a in it like you said like in a meaningful way um but uh, but well you know harrison i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today uh kind of about the work um you know that you're doing uh you know what you know sustainability has just been on you know all everyone's minds and, and i'm really happy to to kind of um, get hip to that because it's just not something that we talk about over here, yeah. you know, when we're, we're building businesses, you know, in general. Um, but, um, and so, you know, just as you're kind of watching, you know, things grow, what are, what are some things that are exciting you, um, that you're excited about, you know, right now, uh, in your work? Yeah. Great question. I think for me, where I get super excited is, you know, uh, it was big news here uh, the other day that you know the the borders to the U.S. are are finally reopening to people from from the U.K. and and mainland Europe, which is super exciting. And you know, there's practically people you know singing in the streets about you know being able to see family and friends, and then also all of those business connections that. You know, as much as I, I love, you know, doing this, it's really nice to see people face to face. And I think there's a real intentionality to say, look, I'm not going back to, you know, getting on a flight every, you know, Sunday night to go to New York for the week and then fly back. But I'm going to be really focused on saying I'm going, you know, once or twice a year and really make make the most of it. And I think from that perspective, it's both sustainable, but also people focused. So I think there's a real excitement and buzz around Yes, the you know, and, and Daniel, we were talking about that. Yes, the pandemic's not necessarily over, but at least I think people can kind of see. Well, we're figuring out whatever our new way forward is, um, which I think is it's provided a, a real healthy buzz. I think in the the creative industries community, uh, at least in London. And and from what you're saying too, you think probably maybe conferences and these kind of one time big events will 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 be well attended because people will say hey this is what i'm going to focus on is, is yeah you know i'll be able to see everyone here and so i'm going to go to this instead of flying yeah every weekend. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so i think yeah. british airways probably won't be happy to hear me saying that but uh, <laughs> i'll be i'll be happy to be saying that <laughs> yeah you might get the call um, yeah from, from british airways or or when we were talking about facebook they might just shut yeah. it off right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, you know, Harrison, it's been great to talk to you. I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, we've met. Hopefully, we can meet in person at some yeah. at some point. Um, and you know, definitely stay in touch with with us. And you know, we you know we appreciate the international connection. We appreciate you know being able to kind of understand how different countries are working in the creative industries and what are some of the things that you know are um, exciting and successful. So thanks again for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. Yeah, no, it was great. Thanks for chatting. There you have it, everyone. Our Global Industry Spotlight uh, in September 30th, on September 30th, uh, with, with Harrison Jones from London and Partners. We have an exciting lineup uh, coming in October. Uh, we're going to be speaking with people from Italy, some local people from Chicago. Um, you know, every Thursday we talk to entrepreneurs, organizations, um, and, and, and people that are building things in the creative industries. How do we scale up? How do we connect? How do we network? Um, you know, what are some exciting things that are happening? Sustainability, everybody, sustainability is, uh, you know, is a big topic um, across the pond. And I think it's an important thing for us to, to focus on here as well. So again, my name is Daniel Crane. Um, I am the program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. You have been listening to the Global Industry Spotlight every Thursday here. We're live on Facebook, we're live on LinkedIn, and we're live on YouTube. 
We wish everyone a great rest of the week. Take care and we will talk to you soon. Ciao. Oh, 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 oh,